Hello, you maniacs. You found your way back to another Grinning Idiot podcast. I'm glad about that. I'm Jay Floyd. I'm your host. Tonight, I'm going to talk to a friend of mine who is, uh, like myself, an independent filmmaker. Um, she is accomplished in all sorts of fields, including acting and directing and being a mom and surviving cancer and all sorts of things. But we're going to talk about movies. We're also going to talk about the political swirl that's happening around this year's Oscars uh, in involving gender. Now, here's the thing. It's just one of the things. There are many, but this is one of them. I am clearly liberal. I don't always agree with the screeching that liberals are prone to. Now, I can screech myself now and again about this and that, but this gender or... Um, is it all gender? No, it's not. When it comes to award shows, the screaming over the last few years, whether it be about race or gender, I find grossly misplaced. Um, I wanted to talk to a female director who's, you know, working in Hollywood, um, about her experience with it and, and see if she could either confirm some of what I think or, uh, teach me a few things. I think she did a little of both. Now, this lady is, um, she is a spunkster. Now, that sounds weird. She is a, oh, back, back home, we'd call her a spitfire. If in North Carolina, she'd just be a spitfire. Um, she is a genuine delight, and I'm going to shut up and let her speak for her damn self. Here's Brooke Purdy. Enjoy it. Floyd. What you doing? I'm hanging out. Yeah, well, you I'm never hang stuff. out. I know. You're a mom, a filmmaker. You run a business that is physical fitness based. Fit, FitHappensLA.com. Yes, right? yes. Um, and you make movies and you're married and you have two teenagers? One teenager, one tween. Twelve. I guess that's tween. One about to be yeah, teenager. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One about to be hostile. Yeah, we, well, she's a 40-year-old anyway. She's okay. been a 40-year-old in, <laughs> in a child's body since okay. birth. All right. Um, I've dragged you in here today uh, because you have so much spare time, <laughs> and I thought, who's a lady of leisure I could talk to on the Grinning Idiot podcast? Um, I know, it's Brooke me. Purdy. She's maybe at this moment not making a movie, raising a child, battling cancer, <laughs> or um, running a business. Maybe she's not doing any of that. Mm. You're doing or I, I am. I always am. There's a constant. That's a constant. But I also... Okay, and what I love is you picked up my sex it's, toy. Is it's it? It's not a sex toy. But, but it's so... It, it's addictive. It's awful. It looks It's like, this squishy thing that yeah. slides through your hand. It does. Isn't it horrible? And you can't catch it. But it's okay because I'm I'm like seven. So this is automatically going to... here's the thing, bro. I, I bought it because I was sitting there in the store and I immediately started fingering it. 
I was just I was like, because look, look, look. You look. went to the bad it place right away. It wants that immediately. Right just, away, it, bad place. I was place. like, don't look at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's like, I want to tongue it. I want to finger it. You can't see it. It looks like a kid's toy, though. Like, it it's looks got like fish. a kid's toy, but it acts like the world's best orifice. <laughs> It's like, this is the one thing in the world that doesn't require consent. There you go. I have to have this fishy. Anyway, (laughs) here, go play with it. Well, now, now you made it dirty. Now you made it awkward. Now it's. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up anymore. Um, (laughs) Hey, Brooke Purdy. Um, So I wanted to talk to you about movies. Here's why. First of all, you're a kick-ass filmmaker. You and your husband both make movies. Um, uh, you made uh, the f- you've made two. One of them is out, and one of them is still being edited, I believe. Honestly, now it's two and a half. Um, well, he just finished a short. Because he's okay. Wait a minute. So, um, the the first film. When did you come out with with quality problems? Quality problems came out in 2015. When did you finish it? That's we finished it in 2015. We okay. shot in 2014. All right. Took almost a year to get that finished and all done. And 2015, we okay. started the festival circuit and Great. whatnot. It's now available everywhere. Everywhere, Prime, Amazon and, Prime, Quality and, Problems and for free. It is very much uh, autobiographical. Yes. There, I when I was watching it, I was like, there's scenes in there that I have heard from your lips. You yes, because you know us. Yeah, Absolutely. it was about your battle with cancer and keeping the family afloat while you were going through cancer treatment. Very. The best way we could put it, because we've run into we run into issues on um, the festival circuits. People's like, oh, you're just acting like yourselves. It's like no. the Kardashians. No. And we're like, no, <laughs> we're so much more foul and awful than um, so. It, we we put it this way. It's a fictionalized account of real events. Okay, so there were actual, there was a script. Like it wasn't, and you're going to go in here and improv this. Nothing was improv. Yeah. There was an actual script that I worked very hard on. And um, everybody was, like, there were characters that were outside of ourselves, but very similar. Um, it's a really good movie, and people should go watch it. I love you. I think it holds up. I think um, there's a lot of things... You know, like you're, you're like, oh, no one will ever read my first. I, I'm like, no one will ever read my first script. Or there's films mm. that I made at NYU that I'm like, they, they will be dead forever. And I remember them in, in horror. Um, this one, there's things like we look at it now and we're only five years away. Um, we look at it now and we're like, oh, yeah, there's stuff we would have done different. And oh, there. no, totally. With my first film, Forgiving the Franklins. Um, I'm musicalizing it. We're uh-huh. turning it into a stage musical. Oh my god, I love it. And so I got to readdress the book, uh-huh. the, the story of it. Yeah. And there are a couple of scenes now that are not in the film that I can't freaking believe aren't in the film. They needed to be in the film really badly. Right. And um, and I'm like, oh god, they would have been so good. It would have made it such a much better movie. Because we anyway. grow and you learn. Fine, and, and, it's fine. And, but now that's it's never going to happen. Yeah. So, so just let it go. There's there's yeah. things that that we would maybe change but as of right now i'm i'm pretty proud of it i'm i'm able to say yeah go see our movie it's absolutely it's kick-ass especially for the fact that it was completely crowdfunded we had no help none wow there are no and then you made a second one called miles underwater yes and miles underwater i haven't seen yet where is that no it is being edited so we work we shot out of state didn't you yes we shot in san antonio um, Texas. We have uh, there is uh, we work with a production team called Metamorphic Productions, okay. and that was 
On quality problems, it was Jennifer Prince and Jennifer Weberly, their USC phenoms friends. Anyway, uh, we got together way back when for quality, and we all fell in love with each other, and they have kind of an independent unit metamorphic productions. They're like the grown-ups to me and Doug's <laughs> spastic like <laughs> creatives. Um, Wait, what role do you play in both films? On quality problems, them, on what else? quality problems, I was the writer and co-director with okay. Doug. Okay, so you're and I was also with in your it. husband. Yes, and okay. I was also in it. Um, on Miles Underwater, I had a part in it. That was it, and I co-wrote it with Colette Friedman, who is my uh, like full-time writing sure. partner. You guys write things for Hallmark and other places. Uh, Hallmark, we wish. Yeah. If anybody has any connection to Hallmark, you need to get us oh, in I there. Oh, I thought you did. No, because that's real money. We're writing for Lifetime. Oh, okay. Which is ha-ha money. <laughs> 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 I, I don't even know how to put it like in, a, in any other way. It, uh, but we write for Television Lifetime. Television for Women by Underpaid Women. It's really awful. Okay. So. Um, we're like a secret weapon there with a company, like a lot of companies do material, do content for Lifetime and do content for Hallmark. Okay. And they're all looking to get in on those things because they're very regular. Okay. Um, so, right. so we're in with one company. We and so on Miles Underwater, you were the co-writer with Colette. A co-writer with Colette. Thank you. Back to subject. Miles Underwater. I acted in it. I was co-writer with Colette. The whole family was in it. Doug was in it. Max was in it. Scout was in it. But it was Max mostly. Max your kids. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was mostly about Max played Miles. Okay. So he and Scout kind of carried the film. Wow. And me and Doug played like peripheral roles. Who directed? Uh, Jan Prince, who was our producer on um, Quality Problems. Just and our briefly, editor. briefly. Yeah. What was your, how was the experience different watching someone direct your work as opposed to co directing with your husband? It's a double edged sword. Okay, I'm a control freak. So and, you, and you were there, so yes. you were actually in it. So I loved the experience hard. of quality problems. I think, it, it, like, on the outside, on paper, imagine this. Someone says, hey, do you want to, like, put your life on hold for a month to do this film written by a, a new writer directed by first-time directors who are husband and wife working with kids and animals and no money. I don't want to be in an elevator with exactly. that. Exactly. So it it's was terrifying. it was horrible. And you know what? Doug and I work great together. I thought great together because we share a brain and days when I was heavy acting, he would be he would direct and days right. when yeah. and vice versa and then we'd switch off in between. Um, it worked out great. I liked it, but it was really hard. Because quality problems, my acting job in it was super heavy. It was a lot of crying. It was a lot of emotional. Although it's a comedy, it's a comedy, it's a comedy, it's a comedy. Please go watch it. You will laugh your ass off. But my part was super heavy. So having to switch gears sometimes from director to, and having to watch my kids and act with my kids as well as have this outside. It was a lot of, a lot of hats to kind of switch around. The gift of Miles Underwater was I just had to show up and act. Like, and I already trusted Jen to direct my kids because she had worked with them on quality problems. Um, it, it, it was a huge freedom just to be able to show up as an actress and be like, oh, it's not my day. Are you day. telling the stories you want to tell? No, no, not near. I have so much. Okay. Like. Me and Colette have about six scripts that are so freaking studio ready and so, like, they have 
cash money written, some of which you've read, like mm -hmm. huge money written. They're like four quadrant. Is that what it is? Four tier, four Oh, I, people throw that at me now. Oh, they, it's, it's the only one of those way that fancy names no, that means seriously. a lot of money. This is me. No, no, because yeah. people always use the other end of the scale to say I need a financial break. And all I can say is if you're looking for charity, you've come to the wrong industry. Yeah. <laughs> when they come and they're trying to like like get me down on my, my prices for my oh, studio yeah. and my services. I'm just like, then, yeah. and I literally will interrupt them and say, then you can't afford me. Well, here's what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, Bless but anyway, your heart. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I heard about the tiers. The tiers didn't exist when I first started working in the oh, industry. God. I didn't yeah, know what they meant. There was low budget, mid budget, high budget. No, no, this is like, it's four quadrant as in there's the book, there's merchandising, there's... Oh, oh, okay. Um, I was talking about a different conversation. Yeah, there's shows. No, that's just people trying to hose you. Yeah, they don't which get to. It could they be a whole other podcast. Yeah. That's the thing about being middle-aged oh is God. they don't get to. I get, exactly. So, so... We have a, a shit ton of scripts, a literal shit ton of scripts that we've polished it and worked on. It can't be on. literal because a shit ton, well, that would technically be a ton. If you want a shit ton, you can come to my house because our plumbing is so jacked. Oh, that is true. You could come okay, over and see a literal a shit ton, shit ton of, of shit. Of, of actual feces. Of, of fecal, right. okay. And some scripts that are ready to make. Um, so you have this arsenal of scripts. So you have a, a stories that you really want to tell. Completely. The ones that you've already told, they, the first ones they seems were amazing. Very, they seem like heart works to me. Like, yeah, completely. Our baby was quality problems. Quality problems like got us into the game. Right. Um, and we love it. And it's our story. And it's our baby. Miles Underwater was written more because Jen Prince came to us. Uh, and said, uh, she's from Texas, she said, I'm really, you know, would love to shoot something there because I have some people out there who would help us. We could get some, you know, locations and stuff like that. So Colette and I started, what we do is we go on giant bike rides and we start, like, spitballing, like, ideas and stuff like that. And we knew the cast we had and we knew, you know, what we wanted to do. And the kids did so well in quality mm -hmm. problems that we wanted to focus on them. Um... So Miles Underwater was born out of that. It was right. born out of, like, kind of backwards. When do you think it might be in the world, Miles uh, Underwater? I would love to say sometime this year, although I'm okay. not editing it. Our producer, Jen and Jen, are editing it themselves, okay. which, I mean, they have lives and, and families and jobs outside. Okay. So you have to deal with that. That's free. In process, so. maybe this year. Yes. And um, your husband has gone and, and he was shooting a short. I saw it on Facebook, he which has a great title called Sad, Sad Sally, Sally, which made me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sort of wanted it to be a musical. That's just me. Anyway. <laughs> it might. Maybe when you see it, you, you can turn it. Okay. It's, it's super kick ass. He, he got together with uh, the Jens and he had, you know, they wanted to explore a short and he had this thing that he had written and it was really good. And uh, he is super interested in directing and you know we're very much like let's put on a show in the barn you know um so he we there were elbows yeah you couldn't see that you couldn't then. there was a whole it was hillbilly down yeah yeah just for a minute there was a hillbilly aspect uh so <laughs> he did this and i just got out of the way and it was magnificent because i i applaud any time i get to go independent with my writing and yeah. get to do it without anybody saying yes or no okay um, whether someone buys it is a totally different story. <clears throat> he doesn't have that freedom with acting and directing so much. 
So he had this he thing. He was, just for the record, he was in my movie and he was really funny. See, I, I think he's, I think he's <laughs> so, I mean, I'm certainly biased, but I mean, it would be hard to stay married and in love with him this long if he wasn't a fucking kick-ass actor. He's really like, funny. He really so. is. Um, now, here's, I want to, I want to, like, ham-fistedly move the conversation in a certain direction shoot. here. So. You're a filmmaker. You're getting shit done. Yes. You're living and you're actually having you're having success at what you're doing. You just aren't reaping all of your money from what no you money. are doing. No money. No money. You're, no, you're no paying money. to we're, play. We're, uh, yeah. We're, That's like we're, I, what I did. Yeah. We're doing it ourselves um, without any of the illusions uh, uh, of what we thought it would look like. I want to go into this area that where I have a disagreement with a lot of my female friends, particularly ones who are directors. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm also choking, which might be the gods telling me not to say this. <laughs> um, all right, so the Oscar nominations come out. You know, the Oscars, they're always infuriating. They're yes. just, uh, the, the movies that I think are the best are very rarely there. Yes. They're just, they're not nominated for Best Picture. Things that I, totally. and certain Gladiator won <laughs> in the same year that, um, what was that movie that was clearly much better with, uh, I can't remember years. The political I'm, movie. I'm always um, disappointed. Oh so God. It'll come to me in a minute. I'm having part-timers these days. The last one? Wait, the, did Lion The Contender. Win? The Contender was up the, the <gasps> same. It, it, oh was not God, even, the it was not even nominated the year that Gladiator yeah. won. And oh I say God. that because that's how Elizabeth Taylor announced it. <laughs> but she's dead now. I can make that. I know. But, it's, it's, you're um, safe. But the, um, the, that year, The Contender wasn't even nominated. Fucking great. And it was, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Now, what we have to remember through this whole conversation, I guess, is we are really talking about taste to some degree. Mm -hmm. So the Gladi Gladiator, I just could not have cared less about. I kind of wanted to sleep with it, but you can't sleep <laughs> with a movie. <laughs> right. Um, um, I didn't, it, it wasn't a good movie to me at all. And it won Best Picture. Right. And in the same year that a spectacular piece of filmmaking, well, I will say, no, a spectacular piece of storytelling in The Contender. Sure. Uh, it was a spectacular story. And yes. I care about that so much. I'm a child of the 70s. Yep. That's a thing for me. Yep. And I a writer. Up, now, I'm going to bitch a little bit here. Okay. Because Hollywood pisses me off routinely, not only because what? it hasn't given me the toys I want. Right. But, um, you know, it's a little bait and switch. I grew up in the 70s seeing all the grown-ups going to these movies that were, were coveted. And they were movies that were mainly intellectual. Yes, there were big extravaganzas like, you know, that brought us Jaws and things like that. Yeah, which yeah. is a perfect movie, the, by the, the way. And I have movies. nothing against yeah. it. Yeah. That's what Hollywood became, and that changed in the time that I went off to learn how to make interesting films. Mm -hmm. The industry really shifted over to films are only amusements templates, yeah. and that's what became. That's where all the resources in the industry started going. As I came out here and started working, I started watching that happening, and I realized the kinds of movies that I wanted to make can't be funded by any studio. Yeah. They used to be. They would make movies like Network, where you know someone gets murdered because of bad ratings. You couldn't make a movie like that now unless it was Let's Stephen it. King and Let's Supernatural. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, the Joker alludes to it. Well, and and um, um, the Tim Robbins, the Hollywood, uh, the come on. Once upon a time in Hollywood. No, Once, no, no, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yes. Okay. It was noir. <laughs> okay, and you can see the hand. <laughs> she's doing a looping hand motion. Oh my gosh, motion. you guys. It, uh, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, okay, Hollywood. No matter how many times you say oh, those oh, three uh, things, Lyle Lovett was in it. He was creepy as fuck. When was this? It was. It was. What's? It was at Altman. When was this? Years ago. We we're gonna cut this part out, but <laughs> when? Oh, probably what not. Was, 
Okay, she's going to look it up. While she looks it up, I'm going to continue my okay. complaint. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, so I've been bitching about Hollywood not behaving the way I wish it would for a long time. Right. And it did have... Okay, I did see in the way Hollywood was going a decline in what I consider to be the integrity of our culture. And along the way, Paris Hilton culture and Kardashian <gasps> culture even, bloomed. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about, people. And then things became more and more like video games. And I thought, this is what I'm talking about, people. The intellect is being completely evacuated. The interesting aspects of human life and how it can be really weird and fun and strange and interesting is being eschewed in favor of nothing but sensation. And, and that's eventually what kind of happened. And so now, you know, I went and made my weirdo movie because it was the one movie that... God bless in, you. In my, ...in my arsenal that nobody would ever, 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 ever make. Right. Nobody was ever going to make Forgiving the Franklin, so I made that one as my first. It might have been a mistake. I don't know. I'm glad I made it. Did it instead of buying a house. <laughs> um, and the player. The player is the movie you're talking yes. about. Okay, so she hasn't heard anything I said for the last. Like, I have. Yes, 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 yes. No, fine. no. We're talking about the etymology of the like where film has. Well, now that you said etymology, I'm just I I, I feel insecure. <laughs> I feel. I know I'm where having, it's oh. come from. I, where it's come from. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm interested in seeing where you're going. Um, I have a grievance. It's such a at this point the grievance has been in place for so long that I don't have words for it anymore. It's it, it became a depression of sorts. It was just a oh shit. And yes, every year I do go to a movie. There's a, a movie every year that I go, Oh, I like movies again. I, I will go see a movie and I'll be like, Oh, I like movies again. You this year it was Bombshell. It. Um I saw Bombshell and I yeah, went we have different You didn't like it. Um you didn't like Bombshell? Now I did work on it, but I'm not biased. I usually Usually don't you like the movies I You are able to separate, yeah. Um, I saw it and I went, oh, I really like this movie. Um, what else did I love this year? I did not like Parasite. You like Parasite. I was, um, I, I was, I was okay with it. I'm, I'm I didn't not like it. Now, granted, yeah. it came out at Halloween and it was called Parasite. I was going to a horror, horror film, movie. yeah, same and with my husband and one. son, yeah. And, and like, if I, if ever I go on a date and I show up and it's a woman. That's a problem for me. Right. And that's sort of what this was like. Not only that, but I also, <laughs> I don't like the genre of the the scam movie. It doesn't interest me. Yeah. I didn't even and know they a had scam a genre. Movie. It's, a, it's a scam movie. You know, like it's about people pulling. Or? Yeah. It's a, um, and, and also, it's um, so heavily subtitled because it's very dialogue heavy. Yeah. That, that. I have a problem with that. Oh. It's like uh, usually, uh, like reading a whole movie like that. I'm like, it, it hurts my neck eventually. See, I'm so old and blind that I've gotten used to it. Like I do it at home. Oh, oh, so you put on subtitles at home with American so, movies. So there Jay, were some things like, I that, that were against that movie for me that I may not have been objective. I might watch it again because right. so many people like it. But that movie got all these accolades, and I was like, that's just fashionable. People are just showing off that they were able to read a whole Korean film. See, now I. I love his other movies. I love his other movies. Yeah, I know that. And I, I'm not actually going to go to the mat on that one because I'm ambivalent. I'm like, if you like it, I didn't great. hate the movie. Yeah. I just went, what, what's all the hoopla about? And I thought and it was... And then it was nominated for Best Picture, and I was like, no, I, I give it Best Shot. There's a great shot in that movie. The one of the, the picture glass, window yeah. with the glowing teepee outside in the rain. Love. It's freaking gorgeous. Yeah, it's... I, I won't... I thought it was interesting and pretty, and I was surprised by it, which... In these uh, these days, I'm see. I'll I don't call it find a win. anything about its social commentary to be unique or interesting because it's so obvious. 
Yes, I, there is class division. I might be simple. Here's the thing. Here's I feel like what you're saying with the oh, it's chic to like this blah blah blah. That and happens. That's why I totally. That was my thing with Birdman. I, thought I didn't like people, Birdman either. I fucking, I didn't. Okay, so my son is begging me to go back and watch it again because he liked yeah. it. My 15 year old has like such a film vocabulary I can't even. <laughs> well, he grew up with you and Doug. I, I know, and and so. partially, partially we were responsible. We gave him like, this is your list. This is the list that you need have to have to see, like yeah. AFI mini, um, and he's got his own opinions. Damn it, uh, <laughs> and he really liked Birdman and I here's the thing I didn't dislike it until the oh. fucking hype the uh, f- oh he's okay. a genius have you seen get, de, de, mm. blah, blah 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 and every all these white people pronouncing his name with a fucking Spanish accent go fuck yourself <laughs> I, I couldn't it's I will I will get so irate about a film because of its hype not necessarily because of the film. Because you know what? There's going to be shitty films. A little bit of a detour, but just to say, that I last year, I finally got to see Hamilton on stage. Uh-huh. It's the only experience I've ever had in my entire life where the hype didn't even do justice to what I saw on the stage. <gasps> it was much better than the hype. See, I it's love the only that. time that has ever happened. I love that. And usually, it's just set me up for disappointment. Now, once upon a time in Hollywood, you and your family were euphoric after that. Yeah. You, your whole family went to see it, and you all love, 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 love. We cried. It. We yeah. cried at the end. I sort of did too, but it was because I was in pain. <laughs> um, and I left, and the woman I saw it with, my friend Jackie, she is a little salty like me. Right. And we both just sort of went, I don't get it. I don't get the hype. Right. I was irritated by it just because narratively I was like, where the fuck did that ending come from? It, an ending like that seems to be making a statement. If so, it should articulate its statement, and I didn't feel it did. I, I, it bothered me. Right. It, you know, there was a scene in it I liked, uh-huh. and I liked the performances, but I didn't like the movie. Now, I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. Right. I love Kill Bill 1, and that's about, that's where, that's the only time I go over to love with him. I right. love Kill Bill 1. Right. The others I can sort of appreciate, but, eh. uh Hyper-masculine subject matters don't generally work for me. They just don't. Um, that's, but that's a taste thing. That's not yeah. a, that's not a, the culture is going to hell in a handbasket thing. Yeah. So I look at the Oscar nominations, Brooke, and I go, okay, Parasite and Hollywood are both in there. I yeah. haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Um, what? It's so good. It's my favorite. Is it your favorite? Yeah. Okay, great. I'm, I'm dying to see it. Uh-huh. I've been wanting to see it ever since I, it I don't want to give you the hype, but I just, I went in kind of skeptical because I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be, you know, magical realism or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I have a weird crush on Take a Waititi. If anybody can get me to him, I wrote a movie for him. Anyway, <laughs> so I trust him because yeah. I've seen him. I've watched him since Boy, his first film. Okay. And uh, so I trust him. So I went in and just like sat down and had a, an experience and Scarlett Johansson should win for that one. I don't her. feel like I like her a lot. I don't feel so. like Marriage Story. Mm-mm. I worked on that. I didn't know I worked on that. Someone, <laughs> someone, no, no, seriously. Somebody, somebody sent me an email and said, "Oh, I saw you in the credits on Marriage Story," and I went, "I didn't work on." Eh. And then I looked and I went, "Oh, Noah Baumbach." Oh shit! When I worked on it, it was called Untitled Noah Baumbach Film. Okay. And it was an unpleasant experience because he came. I didn't deal directly with him, but I can always sort of tell the personality of the director by how the crew is treating me. Oh. And he, uh, it was an unpleasant movie. I feel and like. And they blatantly defied me at every turn, and it really bothered me. Yeah, so I feel like. I watched I, the movie, and I, I went, eh. 
I don't like him because I feel like... Am I the only one who thinks they can smell Adam Driver? It's like I look at him and it activates something in my nasal passages and I don't know what that is. No, he's I, like human wasabi to no, me. No, because I love him because... He's um, a good actor. You, did you see the latest Star Wars? I don't like the Star Wars You don't Wars do. Stuff. Okay, I have a comic book nerd husband uh-huh. who, and we're raising a comic book nerd child. Okay. So I am obligated to go to all of them and I go with it. What at kind the of same, cage do you keep those in? I know. At the okay. same time, just, I, that's still, what I, I still... I'm with you on like film is dead and blah, blah, blah. But I also am able to totally be entertained by... Oh, no, I can go... Like, um, there are some pure entertainment genres that I like. Um, I love Jaws, so anything that is in that area, if it's a large animal that's eating people, I can be disappointed by it, but I still probably go. I went to the new Piranha. Did you see Crawl? I didn't see Crawl, but I'm I'm going to. I really want to. I want to see it. We had a great time. No, it's. I I don't mind those. I like big disaster movies. Less so now, because as my friend John Smart said... Um, the apocalypse oh, was love. much more interesting before it was actually happening. Sure. End times are great as a topic, but not as an because experience. Because it's so far removed yeah. now that it's within <laughs> our grasp. Yeah. Um, but hold on. So so the Oscar nominations come out. Okay. And, I, okay, so I've been ranting and raving about the quality of Hollywood and stuff. Do you have any commentary on that as a young, you know, you... As a new director, because you're on your th- what third feature, you're going in. You're, you will be making your third feature at some point, mm-hmm. you think, right? Yes. And do you, where do you fit in Hollywood? Do you feel you're up against the thing that is frustrating me so much? Now, granted, I have changed what I write. I have changed what I write to adapt to the realities. Mm-hmm. I didn't need every story I write doesn't need to be as strange as forgiving the Franklins. It doesn't need to be about you know oh. Jesus, sex, shame, and religion <laughs> with people shoving ice cubes up each other's butts. It's a lot. It, it, it's, a <laughs> it's a lot, but it is a musical anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shut up. That was because of our friend Jenica. Jenica. Jenica Jackson. She kept saying to me it's a musical and I was like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and then one day I just heard it and I went oh actually we could anyway whatever all my movies don't need to be that weird right so I adapted my writing I've written a genre film that I love because I do love horror films I have a nice little happy place for love. horror films not torture porn but I do like the rest yeah scary um, I don't like watching people beg for their lives but no but scary if shit if they're begging for their lives from like a person with two heads or five axes <laughs> I'm kind of okay with yeah. it. It needs to be unrealistic, yes. and then I can deal with it. Yes. Um, so I wrote a genre movie. I've I've adapted. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not getting anything made, so I can't explain that. Right. That feeds into the rant I'm going to go on and ask and argue with you about a little bit. Uh-oh. But as a creator in Hollywood, how do you react to what I'm saying? Do you disagree with me? Do you think <laughs> I'm full of shit? Do you struggle with it? What's it like for you? I don't. I don't know if it's in relation to you. I'm just going to tell you what it's what it is like for me. First of all, I'm not in Hollywood. <laughs> I am in Burbank, and okay, I do my own thing. Okay, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but that I, doesn't mean you're not in Hollywood. But I'm but saying anyway. metaphorically, even okay. I'm not. I'm not playing the game. Okay. I am not in the game. Right. Like I am on the outskirts of the game, and sometimes you know people from the game will hand me some money, and those people aren't even in the same like sport that I want to be in okay. I, that's so that went way far um, I am not in the game what has helped me at 52 years old uh, almost 52 years old as a woman in Hollywood where we are aged out at 28 um, and have to struggle in a different manner than white hetero dudes as that woman what has helped me want to continue is I love a good story 
Like, and that's what keeps me from wanting to burn it all down with all the mega picks and the and the you know franchise and this and marketing and stuff like that. Um, is when I see a good story. Jojo Rabbit was a beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Lion, beautiful. Lion is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful story. I love a good story. That's what, as a writer, and why I need to make films is I want to tell these great stories. Because when I was growing up, and I'm with you on this, and because when I was growing up, these great stories, and it, it, when I say growing up, I mean well into my twenties. Mm-hmm. Okay. These great stories created the view outside the window for me. Mm-hmm. They became part of my world. They weren't just something I did for entertainment. They it's became survival, part of they almost. became part of my vocabulary. They became part of why I thought it was beautiful to be a human. Yeah. Okay, they, they were that important to me, and I think that's why we all ended up here, right? Yeah. But but the storytelling was the thing. I don't find rubber stamping superhero movies and stuff I just I can't do it I just right. can't do it I understand that they're a great way to get your kid to not make you want to murder them for two hours I understand that completely right. but I have people my friends who are my age who are big fans of them and I find it to be a symptom of arrested development not an artistic taste here's my thing go on with the superhero movies my, I have brought it down to this does it move me and that is the Did thing. Did you say doesn't or does, does it? it? Does it. So the you're question, asking the question, does it move me, Of every piece of art, film, literature, poetry, you know, graffiti, am I moved in some way or another? Even angry. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and I love Joker, by the way. I loved it. So did I. I thought it was a good movie. So did I. So <laughs> and did you know I. why? Huh. Because it's not a superhero movie. It's a, it's a movie about mental illness. Completely. And yeah. I thought it was gorgeously shot. I it thought the production so, value was amazing. Talk about things you can smell. You can smell that movie. Yes. Yeah, it's and really, he was he was sublime. No, he, was he was amazing. That and I think yeah. he's a freaky deek. And that's fine because he can act like a I don't need to go to dinner with him. There you go. Yep. So I want to be moved by something. So if it moves me, and that was the thing with Bombshell. I'm a fucking feminist. Mm. I I was I was here for me too. Like I've watched it from the sidelines. I've marched. I've you know I've cried. I've been I've been victimized Angry and hurt. And I've all been the stuff. yeah. I am on the front lines of misogyny and discrimination and and all that goes with it. The credits rolled and I was like, Ugh. I, I first of all, honestly, I'm, I can see that. I can yeah. see that response. What I just I enjoyed it all the way through. I thought it it really pulled you in. But what I what I loved the most about it is that ending when um, the Gretchen Carlson character uh-huh. says, as a part of her legal deal, she's not allowed to tell the story. Uh-huh. And she says almost to the camera, maybe someone will. Right. And we just saw someone do it. No, it made me so freaking happy because he, like they, they brought it they out into the light. Tell, yeah. It made me really happy. I uh, Yes, <laughs> yes. And fuck you, Ailes, and, and everyone at Fox. But That's the wrong expletive for him. Well, yeah, exactly. But um, we're, we're, we're holding up as a, as a feminist icon, Kelly. What's her name? I don't think we're doing that. I thought she was, she was put in a light as a, as a hero. And she didn't, she wasn't doing, it was Gretchen Carlson that did, like, that took the hit and went forward and risked everything. But I think the paradigm in the movie was who had the most to lose by 
getting on board, and she eventually did. I think that's where the in quotes heroism goes. I have a look. I, She's still I assumed, Megan Kelly. She's I, still I, a racist, I assumed I like, hated her. Yeah. And then I saw some interviews with her, and I went, "Oh, actually, no. You're an intelligent woman. I don't hate you." I do disagree with you very often. Yeah. Um, and she's too cold for my taste, all sorts of things. She, yeah. I don't think she's really funny. Um, and, you know, whatever. That's a huge thing. It's like, a big thing yeah. for me. Yeah, I want yeah, someone to be I'm funny. I'm right there with you. Um, but but w- without getting in the weeds on Bombshell, I could see why you didn't respond to it. I don't have a, a giant, oh, my God, what's wrong with you thing about that movie. There are movies. Like if someone watches Network and goes, I didn't particularly care for it, I'm like, well, I know we aren't going to be friends. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, so Hollywood is where it is now. Me and Hollywood. What are we talking about? Are we still on that? Well, well no. Well, here's where we're going to go, oh, okay. where I want to go. So the nominees come out. Yeah. And uh, artistic concerns aside for a second, it uh-huh. becomes immediately political because not enough women are nominated for X, Y, or Z. Yep. And I think that that, my reaction to that, uh, I am a white male uh-huh. who is gay, so I have a slice of oppression. You, yeah. But but, um, but I'm really good at being gay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, actually, I'm still working on it. You have you have your little slice. Though. I do. I I know what it's like to yeah. have to not be safe. Yes. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, but I I look at, at at people complaining, even friends of mine who make movies who are women. Right. Um, saying that. As though they are being held back from their goals because they're women, and I don't see it that way. I don't think it's a paradigm that figures into the conversation, particularly where awards are concerned. Now, if you wanted to back all the way up to who's getting the opportunity to make movies, that's a different conversation. It has lots of there's a yes. lot there's a lot of conversation to be had there. Yes. But when it comes to the awards, to me, that's like seeing smoke in the sky and arguing about it, but ignoring the fire. It's like we don't have, it's the end result of the movies that are getting made and Mm -hmm. the types of people who make those movies. By the way, I always, it's so interesting to me. One, do you remember when Armageddon came out and then at the same time Deep Impact came out? Yes, And one was directed by a testosteronic male and the other was directed by a woman? Yes. There's no comparison between these two movies. Right. The one directed by Mimi Leader was spectacularly yeah, good and emotionally alive. Devastating. And Armageddon, I don't even remember. I remember the poster. Well, it had Aerosmith. Aerosmith did the okay. song. <laughs> Come on. I didn't even remember that. Aerosmith did the song. So anyway, so we have this big action adventure that was directed by a woman really successfully. So that's not really a consideration. I don't believe that any academy member, academy academy member goes. That movie was really good, but it was directed by a woman, so I'm not voting for it. I don't believe that. Oh, I, do, I, I honestly, I, I see. I'm. I don't know talk what. To me. Talk to I'm me. wondering want, what you're tell expecting. Tell me how I'm wrong. No, but. I'm wondering what you're expecting because I'm almost right with you. In that, I'm a crazy. Let's parse the almost, but tell me what you were going to yeah, say. I'm crazy feminist. Okay, but I believe. I think I am too. Yeah. And I believe, and as a woman, I have seen where dudes, I'm working now, where we are, they call us, me and my female writing partner, to fix scripts that they keep assigning to dudes. These are movies about women for women. And they keep assigning dudes to write them. The dudes write them, and they are so 
fucking off. They're just tonally off. Oh my god. Women just, don't act like this. First off, the dudes that they're picking aren't good writers. Okay. I believe that a dude can absolutely write for I, women I write and about women, women. I write women characters pretty well, yes, I think. But yes. I'm also gay I don't, and was raised by two older sisters I, and I, I absolutely, I don't think because of our anatomy that we cornered the market. I don't write with my penis. But Exactly. I'm saying it that so long. it's really Talk hard. about hunting it's, and pecking. It's not accurate. There's a lot of autocorrect. Um, <laughs> Try vagina. I mean, oh. you have to get a special kind of laptop. Uh, you have to have a. Uh, anyway, no, no, I can't. I'm not even, gonna. I was going deep into vagina, don't. and I'm just not going to. Because you never on. need not to be authority. deep in vagina. Visited three times and yeah. declared a different no, major. Good. Go on. All right. So I have seen, I experienced to this, like currently experiencing misogyny, where they they just keep giving assignments to white dudes. Why is that misogyny? Um, because I don't know. No, I don't let's know. explore it. Let's explore yeah. it. Yeah. Because that's a common, that would be a common reaction right now. I want to challenge it. Okay. It may be right, mm-hmm. but I want to challenge it. Okay. Because I don't immediately go, that's misogyny. I go, the film industry was created by men. It was created mm-hmm. by white Jewish men. Yes. And that thread has never left the film industry, and I don't know no. that it has to. Yes. Um, thank God for white Jewish men. I, right. They're, you know, they're freaking hilarious. Right. And they, <laughs> and they, you know, they were willing to create an industry that was disreputable. Right. You know, it was not reputable to come out and work in Hollywood. That way, it did not used to be fancy. Right. It used to be what you did if you were a pariah. Right. And had nothing to lose. Outsider. Okay. So that was when, yes. when they were starting it. We were the carnies. We still kind Completely. of are, by yeah. the way. No, um, no dogs. Oh, no, no. People are like, it's so glamorous or, working yeah. on movies. I'm like, okay, mm. you work out of trailers mm-hmm. and you eat off of paper plates. It is so not what you're picturing at all. Um, <clears throat> but... You know, so old white men, not old, I don't care about the old part, but the the white Jewish men basically invented the industry. Mm -hmm. Fine. There's going to be a stamp on that forever. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Eventually, culture changed and women got to not be seen as homemakers only. They got to also be professionals or be professionals instead. Right. That's definitely where we are, and that's as it should be. That's about personal choice. Right. The industry didn't change as quickly, did it? The industry, the industry didn't adapt to that. Mm-mm. People naturally thought of directors as male for a very long time. Yes. Right? Yes. That's a, that is a quiet institutional form of oppression, maybe? Sure. Is that accurate, you think? Uh, well, I think it's, it's just, it's, it's holdover from patriarchy. Like, it's just, sure. it just, I think it's... Patriarchy was really handy. Yes. It was really handy for a while. Yes. And 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 it, and it came People about People will disagree with that by the way, but I, no, I do No, but it have came it came about like in this weird like in this weird we need it came about I just heard this story the origins of patriarchy, but it was about repopulating. It was about repopulating and they're like, "Oh, women, you guys can. So why don't you stay home and repopulate because we need more workers for the fields to build our industry. So you guys work on um, having the children, but while you're there, you can clean the house and do the dishes and blah, blah, blah. Because you're around the house. It didn't originally, I mean, once upon a time. By the way, being a traditional mom Mm -hmm. is a harder, more consistent and unrelenting job than most I have ever had in my life. It's, Insane. There's a reason they get medicated. Yeah, it's insane. Okay. It's insane, and it's insane the the level of uh, of what they're lately. What's happening? This is such a sidebar. Is they they talk about the mental load, 
the mental load for women because as mothers, as wives, as creative human beings, the mental load mm -hmm. is unbearable. It is, I am here talking to you on a podcast about film, but then I'm also thinking about I've got to pick up Max at school and then I've got to drop him here and I've got to go get Scout. And she's due for shots at this place. And then we don't have plumbing, so I have to move this account Parenting over is to an the, enormous mental is, load on its own. Yes. So trying to navigate that and, um, and bring in money and mm -hmm. have a career and explore creative is is bananas somehow we're navigating it we're super poor we're always broke but i mean we're kind of happy we're kind of making it work my the original question was why is it misogynistic yeah um because i believe that they are going to these men because these men are vetted they, they go to these men and say give us a one sheet and they'll take the one sheet from these dudes. What and do you mean by one sheet in this? In the, oh, I'm so, picturing a movie poster. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, uh, an outline. It's like a mini outline. Okay, a so one a page, treatment? Yes. A treatment. So very vague. Okay. okay. And it has the Thriller Breed at 15, Thriller Breed at 30, Thriller Breed at 7. It's such a formula. Okay, so they go to these dudes and they say, oh, okay, we'll do this. Me and my female partner will submit one sheet after one sheet for things that are more well thought out and way more in their formula because we know it so well because we've rescued so many scripts and they're like oh yeah maybe and they keep handing us rescue scripts from these dudes or rescue or one sheets from these dudes that they're like oh he's a dude he thought of this idea they won't even give him the script because they know that he can't write it mm -hmm. and they'll give us the script rather than our one sheet that's well way more but they're known quantities, and known quantities, getting your foot in the door somewhere counts, regardless of the genitalia just north of your foot. Yes. It, once your foot is in the door, you're a trusted quantity. Yes and no. We are on our 10th script for them. 10th. 10th original script or 10th tenth fixer? 5th original, 5th So your foot's fixer. in the door. Yeah. You're just not getting an equitable amount of the work. We're getting a quarter of the pay. Are you serious? Yeah. For the, well, but they are tenured. Now, we got to no, figure I don't that know. in. I, here's what I don't know. We I don't know if the in, dudes are getting... Sometimes people say that, and it's just absolutely I bullshit. do not know if the dudes are getting as hosed as we are for each script. Yeah. We haven't been able to talk to someone who completes the script. I'm All talking we about do volume is, of work opportunity. I do, Let's not go to the pay uh, place, because I, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we're well in the door with this company, but they still keep giving... Uh, so the volume, but the bulk of the work goes to these guys to write women's material... The no, the the origins, like the the beginnings. They're there it. to start it. Educate me. Okay, so they'll say, um, John. So you're fixing these guys' scripts still. Always. It's a job. Or or we're. Or we're fleshing out their idea. But you don't get your original ideas. Don't get picked up. No, not usually. And you think that's because you're women? Uh, yeah. I believe that just because of habit, they've had these guys working with them forever. No, once you work with people, it's comfortable, and it causes you less work. It causes you less mental load yes. to have to deal with people who you already know. Which that is, is just the way that I is. I get it, Which is, but it's also really, really uh, financially stupid of them because we have to go through draft after draft to rescue these scripts, whereas if they just greenlit one of our ideas, it would be quarter of the drafts that we have to go through because sure. we'll fix one thing and then there's notes coming in from foreign from this one from that one and they're like they don't like this on his script they don't like this on his script so okay. it's draft after draft it's economically 
stupid. All right. Um, so that's that's one case where it's misogyny. I have seen people that I have been in film school with that were uh, not very talented in sure. my book. Yeah. Uh, we went to the same film school at yeah. different times. Yes. Yeah. Not very talented in my book who are crazy successful. Um, I don't know. Look. This is one of the things that I didn't understand. I know I can write a good story. Mm-hmm. I know it, and I always get great feedback. Yeah. But the thing that is so rubbing me the wrong way as a white male about the current conversation, as though there should be some quota filled in the awards categories. Yeah, I'm not with that either. That makes me fucking crazy. No, I'm not with that. I don't and like I- it when it's done with race. It has been done with race, and I don't like it. Yeah. I don't when like was it. was it done with race? Oh, my God. Um, 12 Years a Slave? Oh. Did you like that? I, uh, no, that one was okay. You know what I didn't like? And people are going to hate me. For, uh, didn't like Moonlight. No, if it had been 30 minutes shorter, it would have been a great movie, I think. I don't know. Um, Nothing was, about Moonlight moved me. I It did move me. I'm a big homo, so it did move me. Um, uh, I, and the performances were good. Yeah, I thought Mahershala... It was not best picture. No. And I think it won because it was black and gay. <laughs> so it made um, people feel fancy. Or maybe. feel like they didn't have to march next time because they voted for this. Or, you know... <laughs> I don't know. Things get things get nominated and 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 given awards for for reasons that are not uh, that don't have to do with artistry. They have to do with fashion, and that makes me insane. Yeah, and I don't and I don't like the idea of hey, we should have a, a category for female directors. No, absolutely not. Because to me, that immediately makes it feel like that is degrading. I think. Yeah, it's handicap lane. No, 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 you don't need a handicap lane. I mean, look at anyway. We know that there are great female directors. What I don't know is how many, because I have not gotten what I wanted in this town. Because I'm white, I didn't come in as a white male and they went, I couldn't help noticing your penis and your ideas. Here are the keys to Hollywood. If they gave them to me, I misplaced them in my 20s when I was high. Yes. Because I have not gotten what I wanted. And I know, I know really powerful people. Right. And I know powerful people who literally will respond to my emails and say, I'm a big fan of your work. I recently sent one of them uh-huh. um, an email. Look, it had a Netflix. Yeah. I sent him an, an email and said, I don't get it, Ted. <laughs> Explain this to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're uniquely positioned. We've known each other for years. You've been wildly successful. Um, you like my work. Why am I not making movies? And for a while, I dipped into this place of, am I just bad at this and nobody really wants to say it? And I look back at all the the feedback I've gotten right. and I went, no, I'm not bad at it. And I know personally I'm not bad at it. You can always improve. You can always improve your craft. Sure. I'm not. I am definitely good enough and my, my ideas are good enough to get made. Yeah. They just don't. I don't have an answer for that. It's not because I'm gay. Right. It's not because I'm a white male. Right. So when a woman is having the same experience as me, why is it because she's a woman? That's oh, what bugs me yeah. about this. Um, I no hash it out with me, and you can get mad at me. I don't care. We're, no, we're no, no, love I'm each not, other regardless. I'm not. I'm not. So. I, I don't know. I feel like the misogyny in Hollywood is so age old. I'm not saying there's not misogyny. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I know there's misogyny. I, I absolutely. I do get that. I absolutely. Um, I there is misogyny. I am not. I am no longer. I cannot. I don't have. I'm old. Like, I don't have time to, like... You realize in 20 years you're going to look, look back at you and go, oh, my God, I was so young. I know. Anyway. Like, when I was getting married and I was like, oh, I could have been in such better shape. I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. I was smoking hot when I got married. You're still pretty smoking hot. Everything's melted, but whatever. Um, so, I, I believe that misogyny is something that is, for me, and this is just today, it could change tomorrow. 
I don't I have... I think we're all evolving. I think we need to be able to evolve, and I need to be able to disagree with some things I'm hearing. Yeah. And you need to be able to go, no, you're wrong about that. Here's why. You don't have my experience. Let me show you something you could, wouldn't have seen yeah. because of your penis. Yeah. You know, I, we need to have this conversation. Go. Yeah. It's um, the misogyny that I dislike, and it's and I don't get it a lot because I work from my house all alone, blah, blah, blah. It's the, it's the objectification. Like, it's someone mm. looking at me like, oh, you're cute. Like, aren't you cute? I'm also fucking wicked talented. Like, I, we don't have to go through... I don't have to... A dude doesn't necessarily have to walk in and check someone. You do if you're an actor. Uh, actors need to be hot to be actors. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, you can do a character thing, but Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. you know, he has better pecs than chops. <laughs> no, I'm saying writers and directors. Now, I, uh, acting is oh, a whole okay. different, okay, like okay. that whole casting couch thing. It lives in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's. I believe it's. It's. I think it's it's worse for women. I would probably guess. But, sure. Um, but it exists for both. Well, because we're we're busy being nice, and we don't want to upset anybody, and we don't want to. That has changed. Careers. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Thank you, Amy Schumer. I think that it's it's more okay for a woman to say, "Oh, knock that off." Yeah, it's I'm not, not that kind of girl. There are girls who get to be and want to be. Yeah. Who just want to be a pair of tits. There are girls who get to do that. Yes. I'm not sure it's mental wellness, but there are women who do want to get by on that. Yeah, there, but and there's still a great portion of people that don't want to. You know, rock the boat, like because that's sure. how they've been raised. To like, oh, that's not what he's saying. He doesn't mean that. I have a lot of Southern rules that aren't about that exactly, but they don't serve me well. They're um, old Southern rules about how you're supposed to act. I wasn't supposed to send the Netflix guy that email. Yeah, that's another thing. We're wasn't like, supposed to do I think that. we're both on the same page. Of fuck this, we're old. I've gotten it. Like in the last ten years, I'm like, why not? I'm going to ask for what I want. Hey, can oh you... Oh, my God. Am I going to lose the career I don't have? Yeah. Hey, friend who yeah. has a sh- an agent like team at CAA, can you get me and my partner in there to meet with a junior agent? Like, can you do that? No? Okay, thanks. It's not like you're going to break the coffee date that we didn't have. <laughs> like, it's you're a pal of mine. I'm a pal of yours. I have done favors for people. Like, it's just how I function Mm -hmm. like if someone asks me for something outright you're doing one right now (laughs) if I can't if I can't handle it I'll say you know I can't but I know this guy or I know this girl or I know so let me okay I'm still not on board with how to factor in misogyny as far as women getting more representation in the industry I'm losing the thread um that's because we're the same hyperactive person. I know. I think a lot of us, like, Quality Problems was three quarters female. The crew, the, everybody that worked on it. Um, now, that was just because we happened to pay attention to kick-ass cinematographers who happen to have a vagina. Because we're like, yeah, go. I only, See, as a filmmaker, I only care about your reel. I that's do the, not care No, no, about no, that's what I'm saying. They had to bring it. And everyone had to fucking bring it. But we paid attention because they were women. I believe that dudes do that, whether consciously or unconsciously. If I do it, I'm unconscious. Yes. So, that's, and and, and I've, I've been unconscious about wild things I, I, in my but life. But also, so. I think you're more woke about stuff like that. I mm, think most, I most men, um, because they're comfortable with other dudes... Will con- I'm explicitly uncomfortable with them, but I, go on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of lean that way. I feel like... Women's job is just to fucking kick ass. Okay, so from where we are, Brooke, mm-hmm. what would you like to see change for women? 
What do you think needs to change? Do you think there's not enough opportunity at the beginning of the river? Because downriver, that's what gets me so much about the argument it's about awards. That's all the way down the river. Yeah, that's let's all the way down about the river. This, let's go back to the, the mouth of the river. Mm-hmm. That's where the change would need to happen, where the opportunity is. I, I want the women who have reached positions of power. Amy Pascal. To consider more female projects. Yes, because they're female. And get behind them because they're good. See, and that's why I can't go there with you because I don't think they're being denied opportunity because they are female. So I don't think that they should be given a different consideration there. Now, you're, you've told me during this conversation mm-hmm. that, that you think there's an unconscious bias there that is preventing women from moving forward because I don't see it overtly. I do see the, the office place sexism and, mm-hmm. and objectification stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as a lack of opportunity, you know what the truth is? I've never worked at, at that high level in inside a, a film studio before. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen, it's hard for me to fathom that someone says, no, she's a woman, she wouldn't be right for this project. Yes and no. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, a lot of women are not and I don't want to put it on the women, but a lot of women are, when they are bold enough to say, this is fucking great, you should look at it, we are perceived in a different light than a dude who's like, this is fucking great, you should look at it. Oh, no, no. no By Okay, dudes. I can totally, I can see, um, I'm going to use Michael Mann, mm-hmm. walking into the male head of a studio and saying, or let's use Martin Scorsese because mm-hmm. he's nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Scorsese walking in and saying, yeah, and his, his movies are always going to be hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, him coming in the door and having the the Cigar Boys Club mm-hmm. go, I'm making a movie with Marty. Yeah. And there's no feminine anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I see no female voice in that process yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Does it need to be? Mm. I only have a problem with people who are being excluded. I don't think they have a right to be included. But if someone's being excluded, that's when it gets me riled. Um, and, I, I, and I'm hearing you say that there is an exclusion that is coming from an unconscious thing. Yes. I'm hearing you say that. I, if I say, yeah, it's fucking great and you should look okay. at it. It's better than So his, at the mouth of the river I'm a where bitch. projects are born. Oh, okay. All right. And if you say it, then he's, he's confident. It's age old. This okay. is, this goes back to. I buy that. That's totally it. It's yeah. age old. So I feel like women need to own their space more and not be afraid to just. I mean, there's. Well, who did um, trans? Transparent. Transparent. Jill Holloway. Jill Holloway. She Jill Holloway is the opposite. I think she's doing such her. bad things for the feminist movement. I, I think she's the opposite of what you need to do. Okay. You need to just own, in my opinion, I, I'm just going to speak personally. I'm going to own my space. And I know from years of dealing with people and being a pretty good empath and reader of the room, when I'm going too far and when I'm offending someone or when I'm... And you're saying those lines are different because you're a woman. Or when I'm kowtowing. Sure. We have to navigate all of it. Uh, you I, have to you navigate all Having, with, yeah, yeah. with cis white dudes. Sure. Okay. You have to navigate. You have to navigate the temperature. You have to navigate where this guy is. I have, you have to do to that navigate. with gay stuff a little bit. Okay. Because usually the people I'm talking to uh, very often are hyper-masculine uh, straight males. Uh-huh. And, um, and I can go a little gay. Yeah. I can, like, say, oh, my God, I love show tunes. 
But I can't say I want to eat that guy's ass until he has to like call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> not that I that's should. A, that's a barometer right there. There's there's a there's an icebreaker. Let's just get this out of the way. If I do the ass eating line, let's see where Jimmy Studio is gonna is gonna roll. Let's see. But then I'm gonna leave and go. I'm so impressed because I'm gay. <laughs> It's like, actually, no, you brought up ass-eating in a meeting that had nothing to do with there it. There we go. So, uh, whatever. Anyway. It's not gay or not. <laughs> it's but really... What I was saying was, there is a line that if I cross it, that's a ridiculous example, but there's a line. Like, if I did, like, a, a fey impersonation of a gay guy, yeah. some straight guys get very uncomfortable with that. Right. Because I go from being, like, sort of linebackery guy yeah. to someone who might want to sleep with them and they aren't ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I understand if, that a little bit. Yeah, if we do something, you know, that would might uh, that we feel is bold or confident, it could be pushy or bitchy or uptight sure. or um, unreasonable. Uh, and a studio doesn't want that, and a dude doesn't want this, and and this producer won't deal with that. Yeah, I and I definitely see because I I've worked with uh, on movies for directors, a lot of male directors who are just a pain in the flipping ass, mm -hmm. and they and people just endure it and sort of in a way support it. Yeah, because surviving that is a battle story they want later or something. Yeah. Um. Uh. And if a woman was doing it, it would be blamed on their gender. Sure. And I am. I worked on uh, Selma for Ava DuVernay. Uh huh. Um, I also worked on. Was it her or one of her earlier movies? One of the producers on an early movie. She called me afterwards to say what a pleasure it was working with me, and that never happens on any movie ever for the clearance person. <gasps> and it was like, okay, I hope this woman goes far. Was it Ava? I don't remember. Anyway, um, uh, but things do get blamed on gender. Yeah. Do they get attributed to gender? Like, I attribute the reason uh, Deep Impact was so good was because it had a female perspective on a male subject matter. Because hmm. it was a boom-boom movie about the world ending. Yeah. So that's very male yeah. to me. To me. And Taylor maybe Leone a, sitting yeah. on the beach with... Daddy, her yeah. last words, hold me, Daddy, and then gets wiped out by... Come the, on. Yeah. Come on. No, but it had, a, it had an emotional heart, yeah. which I consider to be a female trait. Yeah. That's not fair, but that is how I look at it. I think that movie benefited from that juxtaposition, yep. not juxtaposition, from that uh, that that array of elements. Yes. Um, so at the mouth of the river, you're saying what needs to happen at the place where projects are born is women need to be heard, and there's a responsibility for women to be willing to assert. Yes, in a in a not Jill Soloway way, in a in a fuck white men way because that's her and here's what i want i want that woman to say here is my art that's okay so that's what i want here's the story i'm dying to tell here is the takeaway it of can, all of it now uh, and it can be legitimate to say there aren't many people interested in that story yeah yeah but if you're saying you're not if you're saying that because it's a female story that's half the planet that's ridiculous yeah anyway go on um, these are the takeaway my takeaway is that as a woman like, I can sit there and, like, sometimes with all that's going on with all the fucking legislation, I'm going to get briefly political and then I'm going to ditch uh, You can it. get as political on this podcast as you want I to. I know. Um, with all the legislation about our bodies, it just makes me fucking want to burn. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Everything. I, when I saw Handmaid's Tale, I swore it was science fiction. Yes. 
No. Turns out it's barely even it's fiction. We're heading in that actual direction. Feasible. And it fucking freaks me out. Yeah, it's However, I do I'm just gonna throw this in. I have a very politically savvy friend who said, Good, let them. It's going to kill the Republican Party forever. Because once those women can't actually get an abortion, uh-huh. it will change back and never change again. He did say that. And I was like, okay, that's a little silver lining y, but Ish. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Well, I can't I believe can't that believe the that. ERA, like the amendment, the, the In Virginia is hasn't been passed. Like that it's still not passed. <laughs> it's still um it's still open to debate. Oh my Equal rights. god. Like are you are you high? <laughs> yeah. So and then I the then the anarchist in me is like, we are fifty one percent. We're fifty one percent. That one percent could you just just fucking riot. Just stop buying shit because we're the consumers. Mm. We buy no, everything. The choices, sure. So just stop buying shit. Get the fucking Kardashians in jail. Just uh, change everything. Women. That's the that's the militant me. The other me, the artistic day to day. I need peace and happiness in my life. Mm. Is I'm going to just tell my story. And believe in that. And as a woman, I'm just going to own my space as an artist and not have to prove it to you and not have to, like, earn it from you. Mm. I am just going to be somewhere, somehow, someone might recognize that. In the meantime, I'm not going to fucking wait for anybody. My husband and I, we have a camera and we have some ideas (laughs) and we're going to start... a little bit of talent. Uh, yeah, and we're going to start putting <laughs> shit up on a fucking YouTube channel. Because I'm done. I'm old. I'm done waiting. And I ended up putting my movie on Vimeo. It doesn't do a huge business, but it's there. It's there. And I was like, no, that's good. Now, I, would I spend, you know, $4 million on a movie I was going to put on Vimeo? Mm-hmm. No. No, yeah. I wouldn't. Would I spend 100 Probably, if I had it. Yeah. I, see... And here's the thing, at the end of the day, I'm raising a daughter who is who is ultra-feminist, but I want to be seen as, oh, she tells great stories. Like, that's a great movie. I get, no, the thing that keeps me going is we'll get notes every now and then from someone in Iowa who said, we are just stumbled upon quality problems. I had, uh, I had emails like that with my movie from out of nowhere years later. Yes! Um, where we just saw Forgiving the Franklins, and I want to thank you for making that movie. And I was just like, oh... You know, that's not going to buy me a house, but it is going to buy me some happiness. And, and, and keep me going. And you can buy that. Yes. So that's worth it. Yes. Um, I, here's what I'm taking. Here's, here's the small way I've moved in this conversation from my shut the fuck up about your gender when it comes to opportunity in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I had, that's, that's sort of the energy I have around that. Um, here's the, the, the place I'm moving a little from what you've said. There are experiences I cannot empathize with because I haven't had them. Mm-hmm. Because I am not a woman. I've never been looked at and 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 put in a certain box as a woman. Mm-hmm. I have a I have been as a man, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But this specific one, I don't fully understand. I am smart and I can I hear you and I know you wouldn't ever lie to me about the experience you've had. I know that. Right. Um, um I can move a little bit and go, all right. All right, I do see that there's an experience there that I can maybe sympathize with that I'm not going to be able to empathize with. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have that experience. Yeah. And there are pieces of this that I don't fully understand. Right. I don't want to go all the way over to the very political environment we have around gender in in our country right now being as relevant in the film industry as they are on the streets. They aren't. 
-hmm. The industry is, I don't know if it's the right place for that kind of political agenda. And I think they're getting a little conflated, maybe. Maybe? I don't know. What do you think? You just had a reaction to that. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about this current Oscar. This current okay. Oscar right. where they're there. saying it's good to be Oscar's specific. so Go. white or Oscar's so male or Oscar's yeah. so... You guys, they've been fucking ridiculous for years. Like, it's all your shit is never going to win. Like, Focus on the mouth of the river is kind of what I learned from our conversation today. Well, and the mouth of the river is what matters here. Yes, and giving women, like women having more opportunities at the bottom to make good films. Sure, sure. To That's that, sort of what I mean by the mouth of the river. Exactly. That's what's feeding into, eventually it may end up in the and Oscar I, role, and, and here's the thing, here's what, here's what lets me sleep sometimes at night, is <laughs> eventually these old motherfuckers in the White House are going to die. The Those White House, old, you mean? Yeah, the GOP. Oh, all no, those old no. motherfuckers, they're going to die. And pretty soon, with all these woke-ass millennials and blah, 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 it will change. It will. I'm a little concerned at how radical both sides are getting. I d- I, we don't know how, but it will change. No, it's going to change. And I'm just yeah. waiting for those old motherfuckers to die. And that's I look at Mitch McConnell, I say, you're numbered, dude. I, his skin is too good. I'm like, oh, no. That, oh, that human turtle, he, no, he, just, he doesn't look unhealthy enough. <laughs> to carry the the points of view that he does, well, we should be able to see that shit. I guess he should have, have like you know horrible, disfigured, awful veins in his face. No, he lost a lot of weight getting rid of his soul. <laughs> so well, his head is actively trying to be expelled from the body. Have you noticed? It's like it's coming out like so a white head. I have I have so many times. It's like one of slow white blackheads that comes out. That's what his head is doing. Um, I did post on Facebook last night, and I meant it. Huh. If you come across a burning house containing Lindsey Graham, oh yes, and, uh, I'm with know, it. Lindsey Graham and Devin Nunes. I thought it was beautiful. Where do you go to dinner? Where do you go to dinner? <laughs> it's beautiful. I agree with you. And but. could and you could sub in so many names there. Okay, the Oscars. Um, <laughs> it's still fucked up. It's still you know it's still not right that there are not there were no women nominees because I, I believe that there were quality films out there. I had to go back and look though. I didn't see. Here was my big thing about the Oscars this year. I hadn't seen until last night Little Women. I watched it about five days ago. Okay, so it's not my kind of thing. I never read the book. It's well done. It's, There's uh, the, the actress who was, uh, who was nominated, uh-huh. I really liked. It, I never read the book. I was never Anne of Green Gables. I was never Little Women. I was To Kill a Mockingbird and fucking uh, like you to a team, into Douglas Adams and like sure. all the weird shit. So it wasn't my thing. And my daughter and I watched it last night and just had a fetal crying. Like, I loved it start to finish. Okay. I thought it was well-written. I thought it was well-directed. I thought it was an excellent movie. The point is, all these nominations and all these categories, and oh, I guess it directed itself. That she was not nominated was glaring to me that was that's happened before um uh just i remember what movie was it it was a famous movie in the 70s it won best picture but the director wasn't nominated yeah. and, I, and somebody's and one of the actors actually said at the podium i guess it directed itself yeah the way i've come to understand that is there are only so many slots in that category and if it just so happens that there are several movies that that are nominated not for best picture but for director and there wasn't room for that one I don't. I don't think they should be automatic. I don't know. I don't have that problem. Here's the thing. I felt like it was better slated for best director than best picture. I could actually see that. Yeah. I could actually see that. I was reading an article about Greta's um, 
Greta's work on the film, and the, I, I didn't realize she had pulled from lots of different sources to make uh, to make the narrative come together. Yes. Um, and it was so well done. It's very I well hate done. time it's very jumps. Well done. Okay. I'm by old. the way, by the way, by huh. the way, uh, is Laura Dern going to take over the world? No, I I'm I'm upset about that as well. Okay, here's the thing. She's I in hear, everything, and I hear suddenly she's having she, a great yeah, year. Yeah. I hear she's a fucking magnificent person and she's been burned a few times publicly and blatantly by dudes so i'm i'm a little bit like fucking go laura i don't think that marriage story was a oscar worthy performance for her i thought it was nice i liked her in that it didn't jump out at me as yes. who is this woman first of all i don't like that movie and i'm not a noah bumbach fan because he doesn't move anymore. me he's 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 yeah, go work on one of his movies. You'll be less of one. Go exactly. On. <laughs> He's an intellectual, and I'm emotional. So we're not going to... The movie, you know, it could be very base, but if it moves me, I'm a fan, and he has never moved me. He has always... Here's what I think, I think, as far as Marriage Story goes, Merritt Weaver should have been nominated <laughs> for Best Supporting Actress for her three minutes mm -hmm. on screen. And that has happened before. I, Beatrice Strait in Network? And Bancroft in the fucking weird um, Alec Baldwin, uh, uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman one. Um, it was a medical. He played a doctor who was scamming her. And Bancroft had the six greatest minutes I've ever seen of acting. Do you remember the Beatrice Strait performance in Network? It's yeah. one big. She's in it a couple of times, but there's one scene where she goes off on her cheating husband uh -huh. and she says uh, the lines about um, if, if you can't work up a winter passion for me, the least you can, the least I require is your allegiance. I mean, it's, it is one of the best. And she won Best Supporting Actress for it. Yeah. And she's on film for that scene and maybe one other. If I was on the Academy, yeah. I would have been like Merritt Weaver, hands down. Merritt Weaver is just, I mean. She's a fucking you, delight. I mean, she's, she, yeah. I, she's everything about her makes me happy. I want her, so. I want her to be in shelter. Oh, right. Uh, Shelter is a script that Brooke wrote, Brooke wrote, who is sort of fleeing the mania and difficulty of our gun riddled society to New Zealand, where it's supposed to be better, where they find that no matter where you go, there you are. And they run into all sorts of trouble there as well. It's a really interesting, interesting premise. Yes. Um, go on. Take away TT, please. Oh, by the way, we can, we, can, we can cut that out if you want. I just told the premise of your movie. Is that okay? No, I love it. I want everybody oh, okay. to know. Okay, because I was like, because you know, there's some shady bitches out there who will oh, steal Oh, no, it. fuck it. They All won't right. be as good. Um, <laughs> see, this, see, it, mine's way better. See. Uh, All right. Yeah, and I want Take Away TD and Cliff Curtis to give me a call, please, damn it. It's filmed in New Zealand with so many New Zealanders and more money for New Zealand. I and needed I, I needed to look up words when I was reading it. Yes, and I, so, I did yeah. a lot of research and I could do more because I wanted to, you know, do right by the Maori people and New Zealand. Um, um, I think that progress will be made in opportunities for women at the helm of projects. Yes, time. Time goes by, and it will it will continue. Because it's better than it was. Yeah, it, it is. Um, that doesn't mean people need to shut up and sit down. Even though sometimes I personally feel that way. That doesn't shutting up and sitting down. It's not time for that. I feel like so. Last year, the Oscars came out with this whole thing, like we're going to do better, and we're going to have more members, you know, of more diverse cultures, and we're going to seek out, you know, we're going to widen our base for the Academy voters. Um, and I think maybe some people were expecting it to 
just be equal this year, and it's not going to be. It's not probably going to be for a while. Can and there the be meat- a quota when you're measuring artwork? Exa- I, I, no. There can't be. No, and I don't... I, Oscars is not where our fight is. That is what I'm saying. It's, is It's the mouth of the river where we need to be having the conversation. And honestly, Brooke, honestly, when I see people going crazy about the ratio of women nominated for this or that at the Oscars, what I see is the reason Donald Trump was elected. Because these people are so fucking annoying who scream and yell. And when they're, most of them are very privileged anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and they're screaming and yelling because they didn't get an Oscar. We deserve Oscars. It's so fucking petty and entitled. I think that kind of political action makes people in the red hats mm-hmm. vote harder for Trump. I might be wrong about that, but that is how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, guys, no. If you want to talk about the mouth of the river where opportunity is created and talk about how to create more opportunity for people that you want to see stories from because you aren't seeing them from those people, mm-hmm. that is a really good conversation and it's meaty and it doesn't have to be you aren't giving me something. I, so taking uh, aligning it with politics. So all these, all these women ran for office based on Trump. Because yep. the pendulum swings. Yes, it and does. all these women got into office. Yes, they did. That's fucking awesome. It's wonderful. It's going to be a few years till they can earn their bones and get more women there and come up sure. in Congress and like start to make a nominal difference. But the seeds are planted. What's going on is fuck these Oscars. In the meantime, there are more women directing more shit yes, and are. writing more shit and getting bolder because of women like Patty Jenkins and uh, like women that go before them. Sure. They're still trailblazing. Sure. It's just not it's not showing up in the Oscars. That's such a minimal, minimal thing. The My, movies I love very often don't show yes, up in the Oscars. And, and you know what? This year, fucking yay. I'm I'm biased, but yay, take away Titi and this beautiful little film. It was about fucking imaginary. He had giant, Hitler. Giant weird idea. Had Hitler as a playmate, and he's this New Zealander who was who was doing his own movies in New Zealand, like with two different people that believed in him a hundred years ago. Like that was all he had, and he came up. Well, women, just do your shit, and keep telling your stories, and earn your bones, and come up, and fuck the Oscars. They're always going to be disappointing. And don't allow yourself to take the take the take on the personality of a person who is being oppressed. Don't take on that. Oh yeah, chip on your shoulder no, no, bullshit. No, no, no. Don't do that. No, no. Be that's, who you are. Be your artist. Yeah, you're not a fucking. You're not a a, a minority. Just just. You aren't a minority. Be. <laughs> be a, at be, all. A, a, we can't survive without you. Uh, yeah. You know, just own that. Be a. <laughs> Just be an artist. Just tell your story and be an artist. And and not all of us are going to make it. And it won't always have been because of misogyny. Exactly. And when you're busy looking at what you're going to get and what you're not getting, your story is getting so muddled by bullshit. You've left the arena of, of vibrant Creative. creation, in my opinion. I'm, I'm completely I with you. I think we landed close to the same place there. I, and I knew... I knew when I talked to you last night, and I, and I actually... It was firmed up by the Greta Gerwig thing. Because I'm not necessarily... Everybody was fucking apeshit over Lady Bird. And Lady Bird... I haven't seen it. I have to see... I will see it again. But we saw it at Austin Film Festival when we were sleep-deprived and we had quality problems there and we were in 10,000 meetings. and So we saw it, you know, one opening night and we were like, fuck yeah, you know, she's directing this movie. Great. And I love Laurie Metcalf all day long. And I'm interested in Saoirse Ronan. Rowan, Ronan. 
I can't pronounce it. Um, I'm interested in her. So I we went fully primed. And we watched it, and it could have been because I was fucking exhausted, but the credits came up, and I was like... <sighs> didn't like, get there for you. No, it didn't. And I'm such an easy mark. I cry in traffic. I cry <laughs> at, like, of the birds. I, you know, I get angry and a heartbeat. I am so emotionally ready. I'm your, I'm your emotional test audience. If it doesn't move me, I feel like there's something wrong. You have... You have done, and we can also acknowledge. I am right with you, but we can also acknowledge that sometimes it's just not our taste. I mean, you know, I, I remember one young person after seeing my movie at a screening mm-hmm. was sobbing uncontrollably. No one else was. Everybody else had a feeling or whatever, right? But he was sobbing. It meant something to him that maybe wasn't Different. even intended. Yeah. But he took his life to the movies, and his life reacted this way to this story. Yes, yes. That's always what's happening. I'm just, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm saying on a general scale, I am very emotionally available. Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah. And if I walk out of a film with meh, I feel like there's something yeah. fundamentally. I, I, listen, I'm being um, just. I um, think I can prove why I don't like the movies that I liked, uh-huh. that I don't like. When uh-huh. I don't like something, I'm like, here's exactly why I had a problem with that. And I go in search of it. Yeah. And especially when I'm completely at odds with society on it, like with Parasite. You know, I'm like really, or, or with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's so weird, because Parasite, I'll be like, mm, I won't argue with you. But you could with, with Once Upon a Time. Hollywood, well, first of all, I'll preface it with saying, Tarantino. I'm a fan of Tarantino because he changed my film school. Oh uh, no, you outlook. you actually remind me of him in some ways. Oh, your your vision. Evil. Um, <laughs> uh, I so I am I am with him when he when he does when it's a sausage party. Yeah. I have no problem with it. It's a fucking sausage party. But I was like Butch and Sundance. Yeah. Fucking yes. Fine. Um, but during that movie. I saw, and trust me, it was it was a tilted audience because it was opening night. Uh-huh. Everybody at ArcLight, like the world of privilege, yeah. who all these white folks uh, who are bring their wokeness. I'm not even going to react to the $19 <laughs> movie ticket. Watch me not react totally, to it. Totally, all of it's us. It's not even a topic of conversation. <laughs> Who's privileged woke folk sitting there in our in our $20 <laughs> seats with our $50 like snacks? Um, <laughs> I'm watching this movie, but I went, of course, to the bathroom at one point, and I I was in the rushing. theater. Or? No, okay. I went to go to the bathroom <laughs> during the movie at one point. I and I'm rushing. I saw two grown men sprinting to the bathroom <laughs> and sprinting back so I, they wouldn't miss anything. And I see, was like, and I love loving stuff that much. If I was an it's ad so exec, yeah. I would film that. Right. And I would say, this is the movie. They're they're sprinting right. exactly. to piss. Yeah, exactly. And not miss any. I was like, that was one thing. And after the movie, Doug and I have familiarity with the Manson era and all that stuff and Tate, LaBianca, and all, all, all that. My son is pretty well-versed in-ish, like as much as a 15-year-old these days could be. He's way more advanced as far as the climate of the times and what okay. was going on. But we both, the credits came up, and I just, I got super emotional because I was like, that was a fairy tale, and wouldn't it be beautiful if this is how that ended? And I think, I'm getting teary just thinking about it because, like, wouldn't we all love to have pregnant, pretty Sharon Tate and her baby alive? Our daughter would be a director now. Yeah, what if 
what if this could happen? And thank you. You you rewrote this shit part of our history, and I'd, I'd love to have that in my mind. That would have been beautiful. What a beautiful fairy tale. Um, let's say uh, a 15-year-old girl in Iowa who doesn't even have a movie camera, maybe has her iPhone camera, but thinks she wants to tell stories. If she was to stumble across this podcast and hear your voice and hear that this woman has made a couple of movies on her own and didn't really need permission to do it, what would you want to say to her? Keep filming. That's what we tell our son. He wants to go to NYU for film, and I'm like, you don't necessarily need a film degree. You need to... He's already more advanced in editing than Doug and I, and I have a film degree. Like, keep filming. You can't... With the phones right now, they're making movies. But make something that you are passionate about. What would you tell her about her goal? Don't worry about what other people say. If you're behind it... Should she worry about whether or not she's a huge hit in Hollywood, or should she just keep making movies? Just keep making movies. Because I'm at the end, and at one point I had an Oscar speech, and I had every single teacher that told me shit that I couldn't do in my Oscar speech. And with age and time and perspective, I'm like, oh, I just like making these stories. Like, I like sitting behind the camera and seeing someone take my words and make them art. Like, that is perfection. It's beauty. It's, I'm high. I don't necessarily need to go to, you know, Mykonos for spring break. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll stay here in Burbank with my minivan. If you hadn't made it such a gay place, I would not. (laughs) You lost me there because I was like, well, I sort of do want to go. Anyway. Brooke, thank you so much for taking time I out of an impossibly you, busy Floyd. life. I, I love, love you too, and I love your movies, and I look forward to seeing your, your, your next film and hearing about the one after that. Same to you. You know, at this point, if you miss a single episode of the Grinning Idiot podcast, I'm afraid it's all your fault. I've told you before, you can subscribe at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. You can pretty much subscribe to this thing. So stay in the loop. Keep the laughs and the interesting conversations fresh and in the palm of your little hand. This is Jay Floyd. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode, and we're going to have many more coming. We might even have to do a recap after the Academy Awards are done. But I do have uh, an interesting conversation coming up soon with a director. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. Um, he's fabulous. Anyway. I just really, really appreciate that you spent some time with me today. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.